You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Hi, this is Stephen. I'm with Laura Roskowski Nadal, and uh, she organized the CRM session at the uh, CAAs this year. Uh, do you want to talk, tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So CRM stands for Cultural Resources Management, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, currently in Canada, most archaeologists are employed in the Cultural Resource Management Division of Archaeology. So we have our academics on one side, CRM on the other side. It's a, it's a growing community, and so we wanted to represent at this national conference, and we did very well. We had the largest session here at the conference with uh, 21 presenters. Nice. Um... Were there any uh, standouts? Uh... Absolutely. So we divided our day into a couple different topics. So we had um, initial screening prior to going out and looking for archaeology sites. So we had things like using different types of data like LiDAR imagery um, to try to find sites to create predictive models, uh, which flowed well into doing the surveys themselves. So we were able to see whether or not our predictive models uh, work well and has LiDAR actually increased our ability to find sites or not. And there was a lot of discussion on whether or not LiDAR use was good. I think there was a couple little battles going back and forth, so that was always nice to see. Um, and then from the survey portion of things, we went on to mitigative excavations and getting to the real hardcore results of what we find at archaeological sites. There was a lot of new and interesting finds that had not yet been reported on, so that was very exciting. And that was from across Canada, east to west, so that was really nice. And then we wrapped up the day with... Um, theoretical views and future directions. Um, my talk happened to be the last talk of the day, and it was really talking about how we can bridge this gap between um, academia and cultural resources management. A lot of universities right now are really trying to focus on cultural resources management because they see that approximately 90% of their students are getting employment in CRM versus academia. Um, we're not seeing a lot of job postings in academia as well either. So if they want to continue their programs and have students enroll, they have to figure out a way to uh, kind of bridge that gap between archaeology and CRM so they can make their students employable. So recently I worked at the University of Calgary as a cultural uh, resources management in uh, archaeologists in residence and uh, that was exactly what we focused on there was trying to teach the students about cultural resources management and gauge their interest as to whether they would like to have a formal program or not. Um, we have seen a couple formal programs uh, pop up across the country and some of them are quite expensive. Um, so we were trying to you know, gauge the interest to see whether or not this is something the university should invest in, how much that should they invest in, and if we could do it in a, a cost-effective manner. So what was the uh, general feedback um, that you had for your program from like, the students? So I had a really good response from the students. Um, what I did is basically presented a course on each Friday, and we, we would have, um, I do a lecture series about an hour and a half long, and we'd have a roundtable discussion. I had several students show up uh, weekly. I had between usually uh, 10 to 12 students show up, which was really positive for a non-registered course. Um, there and they loved it. They loved learning about cultural resources management because it was something they weren't getting from their profs on a normal basis and they were able to learn how to apply for a job in cultural resources management. They were able to learn the lingo that we you know, use um, in Alberta specifically. I wasn't able to speak to any other provinces unfortunately. Um, but they also 
felt more comfortable being able to go into an interview um, at a cultural resources management firm. So I feel like that was very positive. Uh, they actually asked to have second level course that involved um, more field studies to help them get better prepared even um, to apply for some of these jobs. So they were very positive about it and the university was also very positive. I had a lot of professors stop and talk to me um, and say that they were surprised at how many students were actually attending this on a weekly basis, that it was more students than they often had in a lot of their upper level classes. So that was really nice to hear as well. I also um, got feedback from um, our provincial regulator on it and they felt like it was an excellent step forward um, for archaeology in Alberta as well as um, a few people from the provincial museum as well uh, talked to me about it and thought it was a positive step too. So I think overall everybody thinks this is the right direction we need to go in. Uh, it's just figuring out what the next steps are and I think that we'll try to figure that out between the spring and the summer and hopefully we'll see this position again um, next winter and hopefully it will turn into something more formalized in the future. Sure. So if uh, someone has any uh, questions or interest in contacting you, do you have uh, any sort of professional social media? Uh... I'm a bit of a lot. I, I, do, <laughs> I do have LinkedIn, so you can find me at Laura Raskowski. I haven't updated my married name, but it's L-A-U-R-A, and last name is R-O-S-K-O-W-S-K-I, and that's, that's at LinkedIn, so you can just search me uh, and add me there. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.